We are ready for Crota's end in three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to episode 228 of the Guardian Hub podcast, where we talk about Destiny and Season of the Witch. And just to start off the live show by answering a question right away, yes, Orange Jesus, you can talk and chat during the show. <laughs> we try to answer questions and comments live while we can. Uh, we do a pretty good job of paying attention to the chat. Um, Sin's really good multitasking, playing the game while he podcasts. I'm not good at that, but I'm re- he's good at the chat, and I'm also really good at multitasking reading the chat. It does not distract me at all from doing the podcast. So chat away if you wish. Yeah, but Sin, we're the, uh, we're the podcast that asks, do you chat in podcast? No, we but, don't ask anything. No, no, we don't. <laughs> uh, I am magical. How are you? But you haven't been here for a few weeks. I know. Life has uh, been busy, uh, right? Uh, I had end of month and then went to a concert. And this past Thursday, I was planning on uh, recording, but I was away. I was um, at the Great Wolf Lodge up in uh, Pennsylvania, the Poconos. And that was for my daughter's, my youngest, her fifth birthday. And the Wi-Fi was... Pretty uh, pretty terrible, not going to lie. And I was going to try to play and podcast and You're do all the lie. stuff. Yeah, and uh, I couldn't. So we decided to do tonight. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. Oh, it um, happens, but I'm yeah. here now. Yes, you are. <laughs> Rodimus says, while Sin is actually here, yes, Rodimus. And I don't want to hear it because I've played with you a few times over this past week or two. Okay, but for people that just listen to the podcast and haven't played with you, they don't care. They want to hear your lovely voice week after <laughs> week. Or maybe they don't. I don't know. Let us know it's, what it's, you think. It's debatable. Do you like to hear Sin's voice? I'm sure the answer is yes. I'm sure. There's no question on that. I'd hope so, or I'd get fired pretty quick. <laughs> Got to pass the podcast over to... Hmm, who should we pass it to? Rodimus is in chat. Do you want the podcast? We can pass it over to you. Like how, uh, what's the joke? Um, With Elmer uh, Fudd Elmer and Fudd RNG. RNG passed their podcast over to Guardian Down to Gator and Hazel. Yeah. <laughs> However that works. However that works. Hey, talk to us, Rodimus. If the price is right, we can do it. <laughs> the price is wrong, Bob. Oh, well, there was that death recently, right? Within the last couple of weeks, I feel like. Bob Barker. I believe so. Yeah, 99. I... And of course, the joke is, ha, 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 he went as close as he could to without going over 100. <laughs> but no, that's crazy oh, wow. that's, that's I think that's a little news. too soon for that joke. Well, people were saying <laughs> it all the time. That's what I'm saying, you know. <laughs> 
but no, shout out to that man. And uh, who else died recently? Uh, why are we having this segment on the show? But anyways, um, you know who died? Jimmy Buffett. Ah, uh, yes, I did see that in the news. Yeah. Oh, and don't forget to spay new your pets. Shout out from Rodimus. Yes. And manscaping ads, so et cetera, you, et cetera. So can you, um, Rodimus, if you want to do a little um, ad uh, segment for that, uh, we'll gladly put it on the show. Can't promise you any money, but uh, <laughs> we'll do it. <laughs> or can we? I don't know. Maybe. A dollar a month from our Patreon funds. <laughs> Sold. Anyways, um, yeah, we're gonna have a lot to. Uh, we have a lot to cover. We kind of do. I mean, mostly the raid. I don't know what else. I mean, the weekly story was good again, but I already forgot what happened. You remember what happened? Oh, there was a. Actually, let's start with that first, um, real quick. Um, no, we're not talking about the raid yet. If uh, anyone who's done the raid along with me and Sin want to jump in live, raise your hand, or you know, Cato, Rodimus, you can just join up with your superpowers. They, they know how to do it. You know how to do it. But real quick, the weekly story was interesting. I, I don't remember all the blah, blah, blah talk that led up to it, but at the end, we had a little mini mission where we run into, um, what was it, the uh, Leviathan killer or something like that? There was like this crazy night model. Um... I actually don't remember what he was called, and I, I, I basically breezed through the mission because I've been so far behind and trying to yeah. catch, like keep up. So I didn't actually see the. No, I, I got to pull up. I'm going to put this in the chat. The full name is the Leviathan Eater, Bane of the Ammonites. This is on Destinypedia, and check out this model. Pretty cool, actually. And um, there's some really interesting stuff going on here. Basically. Um, seems to be second in command to Zeviorath, um, uh, and known for killing the Leviathan that once graced the Ammonites. And we'll get to that in a second. He would later be tasked with stealing the tithes to Eris Morn and to kill the Guardian in the process. So who are the Ammonites? Well, let me click here. Uh, the Ammonites were basically another civilization um, very, very civilized, sophisticated, more than anything that we encountered so far a long time ago. Let's see if they have the date here. But um, Ammonites were bony six-arm cephalopods who evolved on an icy moon in Fundament. So there's Fundament. At some point, the traveler arrived at the planet and became a patron of the Ammonites, who built an advanced civilization with paracosa technology that spanned all of Fundament's 52 moons. The Traveler's Disciple of the Leviathan, who lived in Fundament's ocean lair and kept the worms at bay, was revered by the Ammonites almost as much as the Traveler. The Ammonite civilization was governed by the Ammonite Satellite Congress, and its military forces were under the command of Chroma Admiral Refrit at the time the Hive were created. So the Ammonites were before the Hive. They also had contact with Ecumene. And basically, sorry, Des, forgive me if I'm wrong, but basically... Zivirath and the and the hive killed off the Ammonites. I'm trying to get to the end here. <laughs> uh, Sabathun did something. Uh, we'll we'll definitely loop back around to this. Um, but they had the powers of the Traveler, and um, 
they were killed off. Saying that's intense. Yeah. Why are we talking about this? No, I don't know. <laughs> no, but I don't, I I don't know I much about Laura, like other than what yeah. uh, Des usually talks about. And I'm always intrigued every single time he talks about it, honestly, because no, it's too. like little stuff that I don't actually read in the game. And I know there's a lot of cards and stuff in the game, but you know, I find myself the uh, time that I do play, I'm, I'm just sitting there grinding out triumphs, not so much triumphs anymore, but really just grinding out stuff to do in the game that I haven't been able to, to really do all this time. And, um, yeah, but I'm, I'm always intrigued. It's, it's amazing how well the story is built and put together. Yeah. Well, here's a really, another interesting part about it. The Ammonites were basically found to be worshiping a song developed by the traveler dubbed the song of life. A hive wizard by the name of the choir would study and make repeat performances of the song and attempt to harness its secrets, but repeatedly failed until one among them, known as the stricken, was found hidden notes within the song, and by making them reversed, looking to reverse it, <laughs> and mirrored in pitch, weaved her own song that she sung at the choir, which caused the death of the choir's first conductor. Intrigued by the song, the choir eventually captured the stricken and had her interrogated in order to understand the findings. The Stricken's discoveries would be used to create a whole new song, what would soon be known as the Death Song. So you know the Death Singers later on? That's where all that oh, comes yeah. from. Yep, and we have Iriute in the Crota Raid, and the song that will wipe us if we do not finish that encounter in time. Speaking of that encounter, I do have a story about that when we tried last night. <laughs> okay, well, we should go probably go in order. <laughs> Uh, right. anything else we want to talk about before that let's get into the raid this week we have a full review of crotas and raid it's back it's, it's here good. and quick quick uh answer how would you rate the raid overall um i know we were really concerned about this raid in general prior to its release because of the state of destiny one and the raid and it being like a dungeon but man the changes that were made to it and the encounters um i think they did a a great job at updating it and changing it and making it more modern. Uh, I would actually rate it pretty high. It's, it's definitely a good raid now. Um, more complicated than its, than its predecessor. And I, would, I don't know if I would rank it my top, but I would definitely rank it fairly close. And how would Kato rank it? I'd give it an eight, eight and a half. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking like an eight out of ten. <laughs> Welcome, Kato. <laughs> eight and a half nice um yes and uh i am pleasantly surprised uh you know i did say way back that they can do things to make the raid a lot better but i just didn't have any idea that they would try this hard and um they did an excellent job the thing that was you know i kind of like you know crota and bridge obviously they can make more complicated but what they did even in the stills, the lantern area, and especially Ear Ute, which was one of the stupidest, shortest encounters in D1, is like probably my favorite encounter now in the whole raid. And boy, I really have to say I did not expect it would be this good. Major props and shout-outs. And I would give it that too, eight, eight and a half. I mean, this is way up there. I know it's still new. But, you know, we're all pretty good since we rate a lot of, like, giving an opinion. Like, we kind of knew quickly, right, Ron wasn't going to be our favorite. And 
you know, Vow we knew was pretty good. And, and now with this, I think we kind of know it's pretty good raid. Yeah. How many, well, how many times agree. have we, how many times have we probably run it now? I feel like, so the raid yeah, came I mean, out, you know, day after we podcasted last. So I feel like we've had it forever already. Cato, <laughs> do you have your Sherpa emblem yet? Uh, I'm at 12. Nice. I'm not that high. <laughs> I actually did one earlier and got two more. So, oh, very nice. I'll give you my account next time because I would like to get that emblem at some point. I am uh, pulling up raid report to see where I am at. Uh, only two Sherpas and four Claires. I'm probably in the same ballpark. I don't have uh, raid report up, but in I that same neighborhood, grass. Jesus, you do. <laughs> you do, Kato. Well, I mean, it's fun. It's new right now, and and we've already been hopping in some um, triumphs and and uh, little challenge things. I know that I've done an all same class and solar warlock run. Were you in that one, Kato? Yes, you were. Right. I know me on a warlock. <laughs> that one was a little bit harder, probably because a few of us weren't as used to warlock. And to be honest. Other than a Warlock R2 for Wells, I feel like Warlocks can have better power with Arc because there's a lot more offensive things going on. So when we were all plugging in on Solar, then it was okay. It wasn't horrible, but, you know, yeah. I felt like wise. It felt a little bit harder than it should have been. And then we ran an all Arc. Was it two nights ago? Friday night, right? When we so. did that, Kato? Yeah, and, and we did a couple other triumphs too, and and uh, you know there was a couple times where we, you know, I did the warlock well, and then it switched at the last second, so it would count as uh, arc. But I, I had a lot of fun running arc in the stills. We'll talk about it in a second, which, by the way, that'll help you go a lot faster. I know there's other things too. Sin is at three clears and two sherpas. What a pleb! Pleb. We ran our uh, ran my all void the last night with Kato. That was definitely interesting with Void. Yeah, and uh, one thing I want to say, because we were talking about your your Ute earlier, is I was I've been watching videos have been popping up on my stream or my uh, YouTube from Ninji, and he's been posting a lot of weapon testing videos, and one of them was Outbreak Perfected, and they were able to one phase them, obviously under the perfect conditions, right, right mods, right set of supers. Probably shouldn't have been doing it during an all Void run. But uh, the first time I've, I've actually broke out, uh, broke out Outbreak Perfected in the longest time. Well, like Cato has been saying, Sin, there's actually several things that can probably one phase air you. Yeah, I mean, that wasn't the only video he posted. Yeah. They, he has an air apparent. Uh, they did one with um, uh, Touch of Malice. And I mean, it's, if you're optimizing for it, there, there is a lot that can one phase it. So there's plenty of options. Okay, I put in the infographics channel, if you two want to pull it up, um, it's mostly just the loot table. I don't have the encounters yet, but this way I'll know um, the names of the encounters, and we can just go through this quickly. So I do, you know, we always give a full review of the raid. So we load in, um, we learn the first mechanic to, before we just stand on the plate, dur, 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 and uh, the bridge starts. Well, now we have to pick up a is it actually called the Chalice? Yeah, Chalice of Light. Okay, Chalice of Light. That's thanks for the full name because that's important. Um, 
and then we have to wait for it. we do this all throughout the raid but we the chalice of light gives us like a buff that we level up there's a bar above our super once it gets to 100% someone has to take the chalice for you so you have that enlightenment buff we have what like seven or eight seconds before someone takes it from us if they don't we'll die if we're still holding on to it well 10 10 okay and i forget what that word is but it's like it's like the basically the take this in shit from golfed. me because i'm gonna die yeah <laughs> like engulfed or something like that there's a lot of uh take the pull the chalice for me take it for me take it for me <laughs> can't take certain it encounters take it can't take, I can't it. take it yeah deposit so with these enlightenment buffs, there's all sorts of things we can do, but one of the things we learned at the beginning is, oh, you can deposit it, interact with the circle in the very opening, and they'll start the bridge building. We go down, uh, it seems a lot longer than even Destiny 1 that fall, uh, which I always thought was so fun. Um, that was the first raid I hopped into to explore solo. I'm like, you know, I didn't before when I was just a brand new player. I'm like, what's a raid? And it says six players. I'm like, is there anything I can do as just a solo player? <laughs> I hop into Crota. I load in. I, you know, I find a way to go down. And then pretty quickly I learned like, I mean, I, yeah, people were soloing it, but like I was brand new. I didn't, I wouldn't have been able to. I'm like, oh no, I think we actually need more than one person to get this done. <laughs> but, uh, of course, as you drop down in Destiny 1, you're very likely to die if you, uh, don't uh, slow your fall. Uh, first encounter, um, enter the abyss, or the area is called the stills. So this is good what they did here, because they added swinging lanterns, whatever. Or the yeah. lamps, and the lanterns, the ones that we empower. Yeah. I don't know. Whereas Gator likes to call them swingers. Swingers. And this makes it so much more interactive because if we did not have something else like that, just that little touch makes it a little more meaningful. Not necessarily hard. You can still learn pretty quickly how to avoid them. You can go way around them to the left, way around them to the right, usually. Uh, you learn the timing as you come up to it. Stop real quick if you have to. Wait for it to pass. Run by it. But for a lot of people, it's going to be a fun thing to avoid for a while. Guardian down, <laughs> as they're trying to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. And how do you feel? Okay, so as far as like the difficulty of this encounter and chirping people, this raid is really interesting where for, I feel like first encounter can often be harder than the bridge, the second encounter for groups. What do you, what do you, do you think? Agreed. Yeah, for for sure right. on that is with the difficulty. It's, it's not that the encounter itself is harder. It's just yeah. really hard to recover. Yep, and a lot of uh, and a lot more chances for people to die from the holes or from the swinging lanterns from all that shit because the bridge encounter the ad part of it's really not too hard. So. Usually, if people mess up there, it's usually just a few places where the sword bearers, or, or if someone does the mechanic wrong, and then we have to recover somehow. But yeah, add staying alive is pretty easy in bridge. But yeah, it's like 
recovering. So yeah, we, we, how we do this encounter now is we, again, we get enlightened, pass it. We have an enlightenment buff that we can use on the lamps to, um, take away our darkness debuffs. Right. However, every once in a while, the next lantern is not lit up and we have a new thing too, where we have to, um, uh, preserve the chalice. It's like it's telling us we can't swap it anymore. So we preserve it in the ground, and then someone else has to reclaim it, and then we continue forward. And, you know, it's somewhat random, although what? We can't go more than three before that'll happen. I'm trying to remember if it's two or three. It's so random. So sometimes it's just three, sometimes it seems like it's more. Yeah. It's a few, anyways. But, um, it's those things you have to look for. And and recovering if someone dies is hard because we do need to go back as again opposed into Destiny One where we didn't have revive token timers that wipe the encounter. Mm. We do need to go back and revive people. And that along with if the person carrying the chalice was the one that died, it makes it extremely harder because it'll drop on the ground and if we don't pick it up quickly and yada yada, all this stuff, it can just go downhill quickly. Yeah. But pro tip, right? Uh, if uh, someone's sitting on enlightenment, and if someone else is behind, uh, do not deposit it, deposit it in the lantern until the rest of the crew catches up. Approach does help. Uh, what else seems to help people go fast in there? Were you saying, Kato, there's like a weapon or a buff or something? Um, besides things like eager edge that not everyone can do, but or sword things. Um. Yeah, other than Eager Edge, the movement ability of Heart Shadow, as you go invisible, grants you increased yep. movement speed that ignores the weight of darkness completely. Um, being amplified helps until I think times eight. Uh, there's another one. Amplified's really nice. I like that. I think I'm going to try to mostly run Arc <laughs> when I'm on my Warlock in there. What is that? Rodimus, what is it? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> the, the the new sword this season. World drop. I can't. The new world drop sword. Yeah. What? No clue. He says. Now in a sec, in a quick second here, Aren't Jesus wrote, "I don't know if my run was bugged, but the chalice would despawn immediately when the carrier died. Had her start several times. I don't think I noticed." That unless well maybe you fall down the hole with it then does it yeah okay but if you just die on the ground I I've always seen it land on the ground so I don't know if that was your experience or not R and Jesus definitely don't fall in a hole yep <laughs> but I did try out the uh, even not using one with Eager Edge but just using a sword in general that that does help with movement speed especially when you have that times ten yeah interesting. All right, so that encounter, we're done. We finished it. Congratulations. Um, so the chest, the first secret chest, that's just kind of static, right? We've we'd stayed on that idea? As far as I've seen, yeah. I got it once, but I couldn't tell you exactly where it is. <laughs> yeah, I got it once, and that was last night. You're welcome. Hey, thank you. <laughs> I got it once of just running around exploring. <laughs> and that was using a, I ended up, that's when I finally decided, okay, everybody else is using swords. I'm going to use the sword as well. 
and it made the uh, made the travel less painful. Yeah. Well, in this encounter, the loot table, we can get the Fang of Iriut scout rifle, the Abyss Defiant auto rifle, or the Song of Iriut machine gun. And you can get chest, legs, or class item. All right, next encounter across the bridge. So this encounter, when we were first figuring it out, and there's multiple ways to do it, but I was like, pretty down on it like this is they like overcomplicated it and it takes a little while too and so it's kind of like this may be an encounter that we just kind of eventually get annoyed with however you know we found ways to make it quite a bit easier and i'm i'm seeing now even people that are totally new to it are basically understanding what's going on pretty quickly i i still wish it was maybe a little bit shorter but this is basically how it was in D1 also. I mean, D1 was actually probably a little shorter because you had to do less stuff, but I'm not... I don't know. It, take it as it is. Take it or leave it. I, the encounter's fine. The triumph is interesting <laughs> The that we did, right? Gato. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, yeah. what did you, you have do? to do? <laughs> the triumph for it, you have to kill the sword bearers from the other side of the bridge. Mm, not as bad. If you're not trying to do an all subclass run, potentially. <laughs> so, Kato went over first, so it was his main job until more people came over. Yeah. And so, you know, the sword bears come out weak and take them down, whatever low, but we can't kill them. So, what was it? Were you trying to a bow at first, and the bow wasn't doing much because the distance? Um, Wishender was okay. I didn't even think about it. I mean, the Wish under Pizza's anti barriers. Yeah. But um, I do believe it was Bell decided to, uh, he put Xenophage on, and that uh, does yeah. wonders. <clears throat> so, so it's uh, not the hardest. Did... Yeah, it's not the it... hardest thing, but we, we, we were figuring it out. It didn't take us what we got at first try. It wasn't too bad. Or did we wipe? I think we maybe wiped once. Wiped, but... yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, it was. I'm gonna blame Ed for it. <laughs> He's not here. Easy target. Easy target. Exactly. Well, in this encounter now, you can only cross the bridge, even if it's formed by. You have to either have the chalice or the sword. I mean, that seems legit. Okay, you have to have the sword, but um, chalice can cross also, and of course they added the mechanic where the bridge forms if you enlighten the circle. You don't just stand on the circle. Now, you do have to stay standing on the circle or else the bridge will disappear, but to actually cause the bridge to start forming, you don't just stand on it. You you enlighten it. And then, like the very first part of the raid. And then you also can only pick up a sword if you're enlightened. So again, we're passing the chalice and the buff between each other which we'll, we'll hear about in the third encounter here too, but that's a lot of this like just seeding the encounter. Like we might as well get everyone enlightened right away because either we have to, or it makes things a lot easier. <laughs> so it's kind of funny, but whatever it's, it is what it is. Um, and we just send people across swords one at a time. The chalice person can go over first also, which makes it a lot easier for the first person and uh, just do that. It's not a big deal. 
and then it's basically done. Anything else you want you all wanted to say about this encounter before I go over the loot table? Um, no. This this <laughs> one we have no, that's fine. This one we have arms and chest for the uh, armor, and then for the weapons, uh, the shotgun, sword breaker, and then um, the pulse rifle, oversoul edict, and then the scout rifle again, fang of air you. So let's talk about the. Before we move on past this, and you might have touched on this a little bit with mechanic wise, but I, when I first ran this portion of it, we had the the chalice holder running back and forth over the bridge. Uh, but since I'd upgraded that strat to, to doing enlightening everybody, and then the chalice holder, the last one to pick up the chalice holder, takes it over and deposits it and basically helps, uh, you know, buff or heal the other person when they're taking down the sword bear. And and just to say that strat to me makes the most sense. Oh yeah, so what, much how easier. we did it originally. So it's it's interesting how you know when the raid first released and how these strats kind of you know came out and that running back and forth and how they've evolved and became easier since it's since everybody's now had time to to play around with it. I mean, it's pretty normal, right? Uh, DSC, remember pretty quickly people were football. Yeah, and I remember even in week one, it wasn't as quick as this raid, but a lot of people were on two ball for a while. But then I, when I got carried by uh, Liv for getting to carry, and they were already saying like, yeah, you want to do four ball strat, it's just easier, it goes quicker. And um, I remember some people were skeptical about four ball strat for a while, but eventually the community moved to that, and it's kind of just the default standard now. Plus it's a challenge or a triumph when it's that week, a challenge, so you might as well do it that way. <laughs> exactly. All right. Next, well, there's like a little mini encounter in between the bridge and Iriut. That was already there before too, but now they added little barrier wall. Well, they had the barrier walls before, but anyone could shoot the shrieker. Now how it is is um I mean they had like a shrieker and then a barrier would open, I believe is how it was, but now you can't get past the barrier to shoot the shrieker unless you are enlightened. So we pick up the chalice again passed to someone that person's enlightened they can go through the barrier wall which will teach us this next thing coming up in a second but uh that person takes down the shrieker the wall opens up there's some ads not a big deal and then by the third person that gets it they don't need to get it pulled from them they just deposit it quickly and then that opens that it's funny like there's that door that's opening in d1 we actually did have to run into it one person did before the door closed all the way you can still do that, but you don't have to. You just have someone deposit the chalice in the receptacle on the ground before the door closes all the way, and then the door will open back up, and then we can all go in and get that second secret chest. All right, third encounter. So that encounter right there, right? Um, A little mini part? Yes. So... <laughs> Also, another little cheese or glitch there with Graviton Lance. I did get to try that out <laughs> last night. Oh, tell Dude. me about that. Oh, my God. It is broken. So, you know, I have somebody pick up the chalice like normal, and then uh, you'll have somebody with Graviton Lance. They shoot the first ad, and then the uh, void, uh, the void, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the void little orbs that generate off of it, they will basically spread and, and chain to other enemies and it does not 
take into consideration the barrier, meaning the barrier, it's almost mm. like it's not there. It will go through For the, okay. Nice. So that is super broken and it just keeps going. And like the enemies still spawn and, and the orbs and the void orbs just keep, keep spawning and, and destroying ads and enemies. It is, it is like one of the coolest things. Not yeah, that's cool. So I did that earlier, but I was on void hunter with gear Falcons. So everything was volatile on top of that. It was, um, it's even worse. So broken. Like even the <laughs> yellow bar, uh, nice spawn. It was getting those too. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not even necessarily that hard without all this extra stuff. I mean, we can give tips if people are newer and are a little bit scared if they ever have to go through the screen and they're the one by themselves. First of all, just run in a little bit to the right. Make sure you have something that can take down the shrieker quickly, whether that's like you really want to be careful, do something like um, what was the heavy machine gun we were just talking about, but pretty much any machine gun will take it down quickly. Zeno. Zeno. But you could even, if you're you know, really scared, you can place someone can place down a well right on the screen, and then the person going through the screen can just hop to the other side and be in the well while they're um, taking down the shrieker. But you know, any person who gets used to raiding <laughs> learns that there's certain things you need to do quick. And if you remember that you have to get the shrieker quick, just find some way to stay alive and quickly take down the shrieker so that the rest of the team can run in and help with the other ads. Yep. All right, ear ute ah. Probably my favorite encounter of the raid. And this is where it starts getting a lot harder. Uh, a lot of teams have been getting caught up on this encounter, if anything. Well, along with the stills. But uh, <laughs> this one is more mechanic-wise and, uh, and staying alive and everything like that. All right. Ear Ute. I want Sin to explain this one or Kato. I'm looking up something here real quick. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> this one, uh, very much like D1, you have the wizard you got to take down. Uh, however, it's not in the middle anymore, right? Well, so the back middle. It's kind of right. in the main arena, yeah. It's in the main arena this time around. Uh, but the same thing as the, you know, as all the Destiny raids, they basically build on the mechanics from, you know, square one, right? So you still have the chalice, you still have to enlighten. Um, and this time, you know, the enlightened folks, uh, you'll, you'll pass it around. The enlightened folks will have a job where they're going to need to go into either one of the towers or on top of the back middle area uh, where there are these shielded towers almost or shielded rooms. Now, that's uh, really weird. Were those there in D1? Because we didn't go up there before in D1. But were they there and we just didn't go there? Do you remember? No, if the rooms were there, but I mean because, the towers were, but that's so weird. The rooms above. Yeah, I mean the towers were because you had the boomers, right? The yeah, boomers yeah. Are, are in the second encounter are in the same spot, uh, but I don't remember the rooms above necessarily because we never, you never really needed to do that. That this encounter was super quick in D one. You yeah. just go in, go around, melt, melt, melt. Irrigate was in the middle, yep. and then we just killed it, and then it was done. Yeah, correct. Uh, but this time around, when, once you go into these rooms, you're going to have... It, and it gets progressively harder. You have more wizards. There's going to be three wizards in any number of these seven rooms. Um, then there'll be shriekers in the other. You ignore the shriekers. You go for the wizards. Um, and then you go into damage phase. There's three wizards to open up the first damage phase. And then it stacks if you have to go into multiple damage phases. 
four wizards for the second and uh, five wizards for the third. I think the goal is really to do it in one or two phase. Um, you know, as I was talking a little bit earlier with those ninja vi ninja videos out there, there are you know plenty of ways to be able to one phase this right if you optimize for it. Uh, but once you take down, once you go in the rooms with the wizard, uh, you're going to take him down. Uh, the counter or a counter starts it's roughly, I think, uh, what, 45 seconds to start, uh, which doesn't give you maybe about 35 to 40 seconds. You come back around to the middle uh, back area, uh, the, your utes out in the middle, and you basically start the damage. And I think a lot of us have been using, you know, air apparent and wells, um, to try to take it down, and you, I think most of us, uh, most of the teams I've run, typically will do it in two phases. I, th I'm trying to remember if I've one phased it once. Although many times I've gotten very close, and we just had a couple minor mess ups. It's easy for Air U to like do something weird, like be further away than normal, or go behind something right when Kato's trying to do a super, or uh, <laughs> or just little things can happen, like you know, kind of like the, you know, uh, Root of Nightmares boss. But I know I've gotten at least close to like ninety percent done a few times to one phase in it. Yeah, there's been a couple of close calls. Yeah. Uh, one thing I didn't mention is that enlightened buff. If you uh, if you because there's a way to cheese it, right? You can cheese this by grabbing the chalice oh, yes. from yeah. underneath the center crystal in the starting uh, bottom room. And you can pass the buff around and get enlightened to everybody. So everybody will have it. Now, if you not necessarily, you don't even have to do that. But if you're passing the chalice around and passing enlightening around, and you have a couple extra folks that are enlightened, uh, you can actually use that and expunge on the boss uh, to do the same massive damage. I don't know what the actual numbers are, but it basically does a little uh, mechanic like they it. It's kind of like uh, what is that, Golgoroth, uh, where you do yeah. some damage when you get that. Uh, that buff in the Golgoroth, Golgoroth encounter. So if you do have that, you can also do that as damage as well on your unit. Well, the quote massive damage, people are thinking it's like 2 to 5%, but we do want to do it if most of the time, or at least some of the time, if because it counts as a triumph that uh, you need to do. So, Right. And I think a lot of us that have been raiding a lot easily have that now, but so I don't know if... We'll just do it standard, who knows, going forward, or just ask if a team needs it and then do it. But might as well, right? It's like, especially if you're going to do the thing ahead of time where you're passing the uh, chalice back and forth. A light cheese at most, I would say. I mean, I don't even care if they fix that. Destiny's had those things forever where you can pick up things through ceilings if you jump up, if it's close by. So I kind of feel like they might not fix this. They probably won't think it's that big of a deal. And it only makes it a little bit easier. And if you have to two-phase it, you still have to do the normal passing anyway. So I don't know. I don't think it's a big deal, but it's probably worth trying while we have that ability to do it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see. Loot table on this one. Okay, get my tab back here. Okay. The arms or the chest piece. <laughs> Same as the one before. And then for the weapons, Oversoul Edict, the Pulse Rifle, the Machine Gun, uh, Song of Irute, and Word of Crota, which people seem to have uh, very popular about this one, the Hand Cannon. All right, anything else on this? No. 
All right. Thank Last you. encounter, Crota, son of Oryx. All right. This encounter. No more Gallahorn. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> I like what they did with this too. Um, we we have to get, you know, past the chalice and get enlightened again for a couple reasons. One person will have to um, shoot the Oversoul, but also the main reason is to get enlightened to pick up swords, which that idea was already there in Destiny One, but there was only one sword at a time to use on Crota. Someone would just run up basically get him to kneel. It wasn't that he had an overshield. You get him to kneel and the rest of us would stand back and hit him with Galahorns and then take down his health. But then he would stand up very quickly again. Actually, he did have an overshield and then the sword person could come in and get him to kneel a second time and then we'd shoot him again. And then we'd do that anywhere from like one to three times total. But now he has a much larger overshield that we need multiple people to sword away his overshield, which... You can do it two, or you can do it three if you want to be safe. And how are we normally doing this? The easy way, if we don't have to do any kind of thing, is just same time, right? Might as well. So, I don't know. I've had people been in raids with people complaining that doing it at the same time is more risky, but doing it solo is risky. Like, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Same time is definitely not more risky because even if he kills one person, that's only one person. You still have the other people that could potentially still finish the job. And then plus you can you want to run in with someone with the well. So and you could yeah. do that with single, but then then you have more wells you have to worry about. Yeah. I don't know, that's just my opinion. <laughs> I think if the wells there running in at the same time is great, but if you are not running a well or more than one well, yeah. Then doing the multiple is probably the better way. Hmm. Yeah, and we found, and I was wondering because the first few times we ran it, um, it would be people just do damage and and taking down a shield and and doing damage on him wherever he is, and and that's still a strat if we want to go fast. But I've been seeing strats now too where we group up in the back and get him to come close to us and that's not exactly how it was in Destiny 1 but it was very similar how we would just group back there for safety and then um, well it wasn't exactly in the room but we would group back against the room right in front there was like a glass wall that used to come up mm. you know like it comes down now but it used to stay up in Destiny 1 anyways um, it's kind of cool but kind of weird about <laughs> you know if we group up in the back then he'll come running towards us but uh all in all, I think it's it's much more fluid. He would move around before, but not as much, and we always wanted to get him back to the center far bridge for doing damage, but now it's like it feels more fluid because it really doesn't matter where he is if it's ready for taking down the shield and DPS. We just go to him. We all get to run around a lot more. Obviously, they wanted us to do that. The, the raid was very boring before where like one person would run out to get the sword. One one person would run up to do the damage on him. Everyone else is just like, doo, doo, doo. we stay in the back. So it's much more fluid, uh, much more interesting. Um, we can still use fusion on taking down the oversoul. Uh, do we remember what type of fusion is safer? 
high impact or is it uh can you use i don't have i've never done oversole shooting i don't know if we can use something like cartesian coordinate yes okay uh, just use that it matters as much fusions, no some fusions will snipers. will matter some fusions aren't as good but uh I know Riptide and Cartesian will work both. Yeah. So if you have the right fusion sin, it's like one it's like a couple shots, but I know some other fusions will be more than a couple, so then you wouldn't necessarily get it done in time. Well, I mean fusing a fusion in the raid, you're probably using one that's going to be compatible. Yeah. As a backup DPS option, so then it should work for the Oversoul. Yeah. Should. I've been yeah, I've been running uh, my Cartesian coordinate with under pressure and Vorpal for any, anyways, and um, you know it's solar, so it really helps with the solar which the wizards that we need to take down their shields and I, I kind of like the loadouts we've been having. I've been having fun with um, this raid, and and you can have some flexibility, but fusions can be good, which I always like, and and uh, it is a lot of fun. I mean, oh, it's fun too because. We didn't even talk about it yet. We can use like Lament or Swords on Crota. And we haven't done that for a little bit. I mean, still on Riven, but I mean, we actually have like a full Lament use now. <laughs> you know, not just the the baby Lament that we did. What was it in Deepstone Second Encounter? But then we switched to Parasite. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Parasite Thunder Crash for that. Yeah. Yeah, Link wrote in the chat we use Lament on my clear. A lot of people, a lot of crews are running that. You don't have to use Lament, but uh it does add some protection also, which is a benefit. You know, you can do the, well, the, it's the healing on yeah. it. Yes. That really makes Lament helpful. Mm-hmm. There's also there's there's a lot of things I was looking into. I was talking with Bell and Rodimus earlier today about it and we were kind of going over craftable swords swords that are farmable or will be farmable there's a lot of potentials but really um guillotine's always a good option lament is probably the number one because as long as you put in the time you can go get it um i personally use heart shadow for the debuff and increase damage. But only one person would need to use that. Am I right in thinking that? <clears throat> yes. But more than one person can use it. Yeah, especially if you don't, if the debuffs what run out and then someone messes up, it doesn't hurt, right? Well, it's a very short debuff on Heart Shadow. That's right. It's very short. Yeah. But you also get increased damage. Uh, hold on. Let me look. You can increase damage with how Heart Shadow works. Because you go invisible and then it procs brain is malfunctioning. Hold please. Okay. Yeah, I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up. um, Well, see, the the reason why I also like using Lamette while we're looking up the Heart Shadow stuff is... um, it's solar, so I got my solar Cartesian coordinate, solar lament, and then I can just keep my life easy with um, solar weapon surges. Yeah. So, 
So heavy attacks with full surge energy turn you invisible and fire exploding void projectiles. Shot in the dark, remaining invisible grants this weapon increased damage for a brief duration. Hitting a target with this weapon's projectiles while shot in the dark is active weakens them. So it's a little bit of setup. Uh, yeah. This is not giving me any numbers, but hey. That's fine. But stat-wise, hey. it's not a bad <laughs> sword either. No, yeah. The point is, is there's multiple options. Yes. And did you say something about Bequest already? Because you were talking about that the other day. Yes. Bequest yes. has the same impact when masterworked and enhanced perks as Lament. So it hits the same, but it has better ammo economy, but it does not have the healing benefit. And all you do with it is light attacks. So it's a little more ammo efficient than Lament is. Uh, Bell has been running, or was trying... Uh, what was that? Caretaker, which you can craft the same as Bequest, but it's a lower impact frame. Oh, there's options for this, which is kind of nice, but it's still one of those like Lament is potentially the best and easiest to go like, hey, do you have this? Then use that. Yeah. Yeah, and there's been a lot of interest in this. Well, let's go real quick here. The loot table first. Um, do to do to finish up. Okay, word of Crota again. Uh, Abyss Defiant, the auto rifle, and Sword Breaker, the shotgun. And this encounter is the only one where you can get the helmet, the headpiece. So there you go. Especially for the Warlocks out there, you got to have that. Well, any of them, especially, you know, Titan's pretty cool too. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the chest piece and the helmet is what I wanted the most. You know, I'll get the rest eventually. And I've gotten them and already transmogged. I love how my Warlock looks, finally, in Destiny 2. Freaking six years later, wherever we're at here. <laughs> uh, Been a long time coming. Yeah. Um, so speaking of armor sets, if we're, uh, I do want to talk about the one uh, that's the new ritual activities or the ones that's now dropping. I do want to talk about that if we're done with Crota. Yeah, I was just going to say like this, the raid is very popular with, I mean, we do see a lot of people running the raids when they first come out, but the 100.io raid bot is going crazy with postings. I would say even a little bit more than normal. Yeah, definitely all over the oh, place. That... Oh, I still don't have the helmet or the legs. Okay. Mm. Oh, well. I'm, so, I'm sure you're going to spend 60 to 100 runs. I'm sure you'll have. Oh no! <laughs> Hopefully <don't>. not. <laughs> it will. It will end up happening. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Well, what about <laughs> the Oversoul stuff? Oh man, the that's... drama with that. Mm. Is okay. it really drama though? Because a think little you bit. Had a, you had but... comments on Discord about the. RNG drop of the uh, of a raid exotic anyway, right? Being five percent and how long it could take you on the uh, on the worst case. But no, I'd here's like to the hear... drama. 
Well, because RNG just brings up a good point. There's a lot of misinformation. 60 to 100 runs. Where are people coming up with those numbers? No, Sin was referring to my look. Oh, oh, yes. gotcha, gotcha. Sorry, RNG Jesus. No. Yeah, I was fault. just saying he's going to be in the raid a lot. He will get his armor pieces eventually. Okay, but people were even saying like 55 runs or something for you. Okay. Over oh, no, 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 no. You get the base gun at 20 weeks. No challenges. Oh, Yeesh. yeah, the base gun, yeah. I, so, I know the catalyst is more, but that was what, another 15? Another 15, yes. You need 35 oversouls total. Yeah, not 55. <laughs> I don't know where people coming up with 55 weeks. But no, honestly, know. it's going to take... It, it'll be much quicker than won't. that anyway. I well, ran my Titan last night during the Void Run, and I had already had a clear for the week on my Titan. And I still had two oversouls drop. Yeah, I don't know if much quicker is the right word, but it will be quicker if you raid a lot. Okay, here is worst case scenario, and if you don't do any triumphs or get luck with any extra drops, like Cato said, the twenty weeks, right? Because they did confirm you can you get at least one per week, but it is account wide, so don't bother running on another character if that's what you care about. I mean, of course, for the armor and weapons and everything, but uh, the oversoul can only guarantee drop once per week per account. Now, we've had two weeks so far, and then we've had several triumphs, and I have even gotten lucky where I've gotten an extra drop or two. I have 10 right now, and I was at 7 for a bit. So, yeah, I've been getting a couple extra drops also. So 10 out of 20, I'm halfway there. Um, you know, if you raid, if you raid just a little bit, then chances are RNG would have taken you a while to get it anyways. But if you raid a fair amount, you can get it i would say worst case scenario if you raid every week it's not going to take you 20 weeks because chances are you'll get some extra drops and chances are you're going to be getting some triumphs along the way too yeah it's just guaranteed 20 weeks to get the gun worst case worst worst worst, worst case, worst case. Yes. yeah i mean i'm at 11 that's yeah. triumphs i haven't really had the greatest luck when it comes to getting the oversouls to drop but the triumphs do help, but there's not that many that are that give you oversouls either. I know. I think I have a. There's about five that I've done that have given over. If I was counting the other day, so that's a fair amount. You still want to do it if you can, but um, but yeah, yeah. It's mostly just running it. Try the triumphs when you can. Uh, run it at least once a week if you can, and even more, you might as well, and there's a chance. Yeah, and I think uh, that's I think it's a that's a reasonable amount of time to get it guaranteed without having to worry about actual RNG being on your side. Yeah, <laughs> RNG is always I mean, on our side, Sin. <laughs> I mean, not not everybody can get uh, 1K voices first run. <laughs> a lot of people do these days, though, it seems like. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm glad they, they've they changed it. Kinda. I mean... I was fine with it being perfect RNG to it before. This is a change for the better for most of the community. But people are still going to complain about it. <laughs> yeah. No. 
<laughs> Why would they? I mean, they could have made it a harder quest, like um, Garner Salvation or something. Yeah, I don't know. They couldn't have. Quest. Well, it's not, but the raid is harder to pass. I just feel like with this, I don't know. I've seen you lots of groups wish that frustrate that going through Garden. Yeah. No, I'm asking, do you think it was, you almost wish that it was RNG for you? Not for me. I, because I like them to change things up. I don't mind the RNG either, but I, I like changing things up. So I'm glad they did something different this time. And then go back to RNG for the next one. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure I think it will be. It's going to be the thing. Like... Well, yeah, even this being the thing for the next one is fine for a while. And then if Destiny is around for several more years, um, you know, uh, eventually maybe switch it switch it up again or something but if we just get bored bored with this <laughs> some people might get bored of it but i don't know i think it's a, i think it's good for this raid i don't and i don't think it needs to be there for next raid necessarily but i think it's good for this raid bringing this raid back the changes they made having the quest for it versus the random drop because wasn't it tied to something similar anyway in d1 being part of a quest yeah but i don't think you had to go into the raid it was much easier to get it was just like a little quest i thought you had to get something to drop and then it was a quest maybe well originally originally in d1 it was a very super rare rng drop and then at the end moments of triumph that's where they made it easy and yes maybe you had to go in the raid once but then the rest of it was quick like everyone was just getting it easy peasy the rest of it was out of the raid gotcha. it was mostly just kills and leveling it up and yeah bullshit like that but i remember we all kind of had it, it w there was no talk about it taking a while or being hard mm. and jesus said if the weapon is worth it he's not mad at the quest but if it ends up being mid-tier like we can implement It'll be pretty annoying. Well, yeah, you can ignore it. If it's mid-tier, you don't have to get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's always my philosophy. I, I, Scoot said it the other night, and I wholeheartedly agree. It's going to be, most likely, if it's too good, they're going to change it. That, that's just how they are. If it's too strong in one activity, it will be changed. So it may be really good right now, but when everybody gets it, it's probably going to end up being too strong. They'll give it a nice little nerf, and then it'll go on the rest of the pile with all the other exotics that make things explode. Exactly. <laughs> That's why we have to be flexible about this. It's like, don't kill yourself over getting it, but um, uh, you know, if you, if you don't like how it is to get it, then try not to worry about it. I know that's easier said than done for some people. Luckily, I never have to worry about FOMO or things like that, but some people are like, I need to collect everything, no matter what, even if it's not great, but I don't know. But I think I so far, the weapon's pretty good. Let's just say it's mid, mid to good. <laughs> mid to good. I have not actually read reviews on it, and uh, I'm kind of glad I haven't, just because I don't want to be soured from getting it. I want to get it like I, I do. I like every... Sorry. No, no, go for it. I'm just saying, I'd, I'd, 
I, I just want to get it anyway and just try it out myself and have my own opinion on it. I wish I would have been available for that hour, hour and a half after reset and contest ended, where if you got the clear, you still got it. That would have been handy. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, I did hear about that. Yeah. I know a few people that got it that way. I'm like, you. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, some of us have to work. Yeah. Yep. All right. Anything else we want to say about the raid? We can talk amongst ourselves while I'm uh, pulling um, up the twid here if there's anything else. Good I would raid. Say, yeah. As a, you know, I gave it, like I said, an eight, eight and a half. But if we're going off just the fun factor and not actual mechanics or anything like that, I'd probably rate it higher. Like, it is a lot of fun. Um, I recorded last night for a little bit with Blueberry Lounge. Talking about the raid, and this raid is probably the most fun I've had since DSC. Nice. I mean, it's... It's not really stressful. It's a very simple mechanics. It's just, but it's not boring either. So it's 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 up there. So it's a good balance either way. Yeah. The you know the explanations on counters are not like super long and drawn out and multiple steps to it, like Val. Um, there's not a whole lot of callouts. Like King's Fall. It's just here it is. Yeah, solid. Yeah. Um so I don't real know, quick. But... Yeah. So there I don't think there was much in the twin. No. Nah. Uh, I mean there's a couple it. things, but I don't care unless you care. But what I wanted to touch on after this raid segment was the the armor that they put in, the ritual playlist armor that's dropping now randomly. Uh mm-hmm. I think it's they call it Oss- yeah, that's in the twid. I don't, yeah. I don't even know if I can pronounce it. Uh, Ossery? Uh, am I pronouncing it right? Probably pronouncing it wrong. Whatever it is. I started... Uh, well, that's I, just I, for Warlock. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. uh, Interland Hunter and Biosphere Explorer for Titan. There you go. So I was playing, I've was i been playing on Warlock a little bit more. So I had a couple of those pieces dropping earlier while I've been doing some of the playlist activities. And I must say that I've gotten three pieces so far. I had the uh, chest, the helm, and the boots. And I'm actually dismantling them and putting them in transmog. I actually really do like that set. I think it is a good-looking set. Yeah, I put it in the chat also for anyone who wants to look back or hear us live. I mean, it is good, but the Warlock... Crota raid armor is still so much better. So it's like, why would I want to run this? Well, because not everybody raids. <laughs> well, I'm talking about us, and but like, I mean, do you would you wear this over the raid warlock armor if you got that? Um, maybe I wouldn't mind maybe. having both. I mean, I've had my same warlock on. It yeah. was uh, some something from the Edververse, um, and I had it and I put it on, and I've had that stale and stagnant for the last six plus months. And uh, when that when I saw that dropping and started putting it on with the shader that I had on there, um, I was like, man, I actually kind of like this. It would be nice for a change, and especially since I've been using more Warlock recently uh, with this going down the path of unlocking all the Strand on it because I haven't had the time to go and do that. Um, 
so I started doing that. And I actually like the way it looks on there. Now I probably will end up doing the raid set at some point while in the midst of all this, but I don't have all the pieces for it yet. Yeah. The the Titan one for this ritual set does look really, really good, I think. Titan one looks good too. I think maybe I think I had the helm drop. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, is, what are what is the drop rates on these? Like do they make it super low so you gotta do a bunch of activities, or is it play a couple hours and you should get it? I don't know. I haven't hardly really been doing any um, normal ritual stuff. What, what do you think, Sin? You've gotten a few? I've gotten a few. I mean, I got them. Um, uh, I thought I had one on my Titan. Maybe I didn't. But, you know, I mean, just tonight I had two of them drop. Two pieces just playing um, Vanguard Ops because I wanted to finish out my Guardian rank. So I was like, well, let me do it on my uh, Warlock. And I'll combine it with doing strand and getting some of the, the that stuff you need to unlock all the strand. And they started dropping, and then I started playing some crucible. And then I had another one, the other one drop, and I was like, all right, I actually kind of like the way this looks. So I don't think the drop rate just from the knight's experience is really that bad. Um, but I again, uh, with it being a random chance, I don't know how long it would take for you know just any old buddy to go in there and, and grind all of them out or and get them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. You actually had something uh, fun because it's part of the twid, the the support Maui uh, thing that ends. To, actually, yeah. what it ends today? Uh, it ends today as a recording. So, um, but you had the emblem and you bought the shirt and you like the emblem. I love the emblem. Yeah, I have it on right now, as you can see. Uh, I got it pretty much right away the first day. I mean, there was like hours queue for getting that but i knew i really liked that emblem and wanted to support uh, lahaina and maui i've vacationed there a couple times and uh yeah oh. small thing i could do and uh, it's a cool emblem so nice oh, that's interesting so sorry back to the raid i'm actually yeah. reading the twid for the first time spoils of conquest triumph you know which one that is is that the uh, chest one? That is the chest one. They are currently investigating the issue with it. I don't know what that means, but there you go. You mean the third chest? Yes. Yeah, so Sin and I were talking about this a little bit yeah. Yeah, before the podcast started. That That is so vague. I mean, does that mean that um, there is a third chest and they forgot to program it? I really don't think it's a situation where it's hidden and no one's found it yet. I think it's supposed to be there and it's not there or it's coming out later and they didn't mean to have that third one listed yet or it's locked behind like in that last in the crota room mm -hmm. like there's enough doors on the outside of that arena and in the towers that maybe there's a door that's supposed to open and yeah and I know people will go out of bounds like all the time, like the Chiefs Forever videos and everything, and the whole seasonal activity. People have found huge secret areas that are going to be in future missions. So the fact that we have thought there's been a third chest in the raid, I'm really surprised no one's found it, meaning like I don't think it's there, even out of bounds. Um, is it possible that it is 
How many chests now? Now that you're saying that, how many chests are there in a normal raid in a secret chest? Two. Aren't there only two? Yeah, it's always two. So far, yeah. So does that mean it's possible they put three on there and it's really two, and they're trying to fix it? Well, that's what it's so vague about. Come on, Bungie, tell us a little bit more. <laughs> we want more. I know we were talking about it the other night in a raid, and it's like it, they wouldn't link it to like master challenges, like, oh, here's your secret chest for doing all that. They wouldn't do that because that would just be a little, little out of band for everything else. So I yeah. don't personally think it's tied to anything. I think it's just like Kingsley said, they just forgot or something somewhere is a little messed up and it's not showing up. Yeah. Should have read the twab, twid, whatever. Yeah, but that is really interesting if we're going to have a third one. Really interesting. Hopefully we'll know in this coming week. Uh, hopefully they'll say more about it. Yeah, if they could make it something a little bit challenging and then have it be an extra guaranteed oversold drop, then that would be like so perfect. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but what could you add to it? I mean... Um, like you have to open the doors in the middle of the Crota encounter. You have to do some extra mechanic. I don't know. Mm. Like you can't do it before or after. Uh, I know. Weird. Probably not, but... You have to. It's going to be something wild like air Ute encounter. Um, you go in to kill the witches and you have to like slide into the door as the witch is coming out or something. I don't know. But there's not that many areas that people have left, have left that could even be explored. And there's so many turnback zones now. And I'm sure people have tried to get off the, you know, out of bounds. Yeah. I, I messed around a little bit in the uh, that room while we were opening up the podcast and there's a lot of uh, come back to us there you are <laughs> yeah there's a lot of areas in that room that you can't you can't it's hard to out of bounds in right it's you have these walls and turn bag zones in there and i tried stranding like up and around and it's you can't really get it get around anywhere nope. yeah well we'll probably know more about that within the next few weeks i would assume someone will figure something out or they'll tell us more details or we'll get a patch one day and we're like oh two chests okay just <laughs> to be resolved in an upcoming update yeah so, so there you go maybe reset maybe I don't know. and we'll see if they ever remove the ability to pull the chalice through the ceiling for air you uh, oh yeah <laughs> that's possible it's possible, but they haven't done that for the dungeon for, um, you know, with the ogre. You know, the um, 30th anniversary dungeon. Yeah. Oh, grasp. Grasp, yeah. That's you thing. can get it from underneath. You can just run, yeah. Oh, but that's just through a catwalk. That's just picking up the scorch cannon. Like Yes, but I feel like catwalk or not, you can always kind of pull things through ceilings if they're close. I feel like we've had this before. I feel like it's different, though. I mean, well, it should be different. <laughs> That's like so saying to patch the uh, the uh, 
joining allies in uh, Last Wish. That's never happened yet, and I don't think it. Can you imagine if they do that at the very end of Destiny's? Just kind of like an <laughs> fu. Hey, we know you all have been having fun with this in uh, Riven, but uh, no more joining allies. Yeah, that'd be a little messed up for me. It would be because they haven't done it yet. Bungie, please do not. I hope yep. you hope none of you listen to this. Right, do we have any questions for the show? I am checking right now. Nope. <laughs> and we answered a few live questions on the show. So we better start closing up because I have things to do. And people to see. Yes, but a good show. We gave our Crota's End full raid review. And we want to hear from you all what you think about the raid and how you like it and your experiences so far. And you can... Just write in our questions for the show or just let us know in the Discord in general and we will have fun talking about that. All right. Yeah. Let's close this shop. All right. Well, um, as always, uh, you know, if you're just listening to this and not in our Discord yet, please join the Discord because we're a chill group of people that like to talk about the game. We have a cool scheduling bot that allows you to Set up a time you want to raid if you've never done that before. Ask for help or look for open spots in current raids that are there. Um, you know, we can't promise every request will go filled, but we love helping people out when we can. And again, there's been so much interest in this raid that uh, a lot of people are hopping back into raiding and checking this out. So uh, definitely join the Discord if you haven't yet. Um, you do not have to be super active in the Discord, you can mostly be a lurker if you want. But, you know, it's a good resource for us talking about Destiny or ragging on Sin. No. All of the above. <laughs> All right. Do we have, still have some of those channels named? Uh, you can do the voice channels now. We had, like, Sin's a plug for one of them and Kato shirtless for another one. And well, the statuses. I think they uh, they default back to nothing once everybody leaves. No. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Well, why don't uh, why doesn't shirtless, click free, Cato give us his deets? Click free. What? You know, like clicks, click free. Just give us your deets. Oh, oh okay. Um, Discord. There you go. At me somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, check out Cato all around. Uh, you said you were on Blueberry Lounge recently, and so that'll be an upcoming episode. Yep, yep, yep. Don't ask me what number. No clue. Okay. But but this is a good time to also give shout outs to the whole Owl Sector Alliance. Um, we have a great group of podcasts that are like, quote, sister podcasts to us that we promote each other. Blueberry Lounge, Guardian Downcast, Potato Thumbs, and Two Titans and a Hunter along with us. So check out all those other podcasts. Sin, where can people find you? They can find me campaigning in GDC to become mod for the last two months. They can find me on X, sin underscore media, here in the Discord, next to you guys, Indez, the lovely gents, and Kingsley, Breaker of Wills. Take us out. Forget X. More of us are getting on Blue Sky. Now, I know it's still invite only, but I think there's actually potential for this one once it goes public, so... 
We'll let you know. Of course, I'm Kingsley Mac over there, but not everyone has an invite to Blue Sky yet. But we're trying to get the word out in the Guardian Hub. <laughs> we're getting those invites those. going. Yeah, I, I have another one. Kato, I'll talk to you offline. <laughs> Dorath, I think, is was started in this uh, this trend. I think yep. uh, he's been passing out the invites. I gave one to Ed earlier, and Kato, you're next. Woo. 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 <laughs> it's not super exciting, but I, I do think again it'll it'll have potential. And uh, but you know, find me as Kingsley Mac all the places. But more importantly, you can show find our show and all the information about it at our lovely website, www.theguardianhub.com. The best hub on the net. Thank you, Sin. Thank you, Kato. Thank, Thank you, you everyone. You're welcome. Who's turned in tuned in this week? to another one of our episodes and we will catch you all again next week have a good one bye later Welcome yeah. to the Guardian Hub After Dark. Maybe. I can stay for a couple minutes if anyone's going to talk, but... Uh... Who's here? I just started deleting a bunch of crap. Muffin, Rodimus, Link, Orange Jesus. That's what I'm doing. I'm just deleting shit. Like, why do I even have the Zephyr sword? Oh, I just realized something. <laughs> what? You want to try that next for damage? No, Zephyr, it'd be all right, but who has Zephyr, Sim? Who has I have it. it. I have, I I have, have it. Well, so yeah, do I, but that's not my point. You mean your point is a lot of people need to have it? Or <laughs> and no one has it? <laughs> well, most so, yeah. people probably don't have it. Yo, Link. What's up? Hello. What's new, man? Up. Oh, I know. <laughs> Oh, no, Muffin left. <laughs> no consent. No consent. <laughs> no consent. Rude. I never consent. Have you hopped in the raid at all yet, Link? Yeah, I've got one clear. I tried uh, just a kind of a pickup group on day one, and we spent a long, real long time on Lanterns, and that was that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Sunday... I got an LFG and ended up getting a clear pretty reasonable time. Of course, nice. after contest mode was done. Yeah. Yeah. Same. That's fun. Nice. Nice. I don't know. Rodimus, have you gotten back in it yet? Early once so far? I've done a few, couple runs. Good. I, I wasn't oh. sure. He's waiting for that uh, Warlock solar clear tonight. What? Yeah. Don't overrate that. It accomplished tonight. 